Welcome to the Tailoring Talk Show with your host, Roberto Rivilla. I'm a bespoke tailor, menswear designer, and owner of Roberto Rivilla London Suit and Shirt Makers. This is the podcast where you drop in for the threads, but often leave with something quite unexpected. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it helps so much if you please rate and review my show. Happy New Year! I forgot to say that on the last episode with the amazing Darren Kidd, which kicked off 2023 and Season 6. I really hope you all had an amazing time over the holidays and are looking forward to a great 12 months ahead. Speaking of Darren, I just read his book, which is entitled I Will Until, and let me tell you, it's a definite recommend. The same energy he brought to Tailoring Talk last week is present in his book, honestly. It's not a long read, I'd say it's about an hour and a half, but it's jam-packed with Darren's advice on how to develop the right habits and the right skills um, and so much more um, so that you can level up in both business and life in general. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend that. I'm actually just about to start my second read through and I've got it downloaded on Audible as well. The Audible version, I've already listened to a bit of it and Darren is actually narrating, which is awesome because again, he's just got so much, like he says, he's like a jacked up chihuahua and, um, and it really comes through and you need that, especially when you need a kick up the butt. Um, January being a, a, a month where we all probably need a bit of a kick up the butt. Um, apparently one of the most depressing months of the year or something. So, um, what else has been going on? Last weekend, I decided to dust the covers off of my dormant YouTube channel. You can find it by searching Roberto Rivilla on YouTube or at youtube.com forward slash at Roberto Rivilla. Um got a bit carried away posting some videos from recent podcast recordings there's now uh there's now about five episodes up plus an introduction video to my company Roberto Rivilla London so feel free to go and check that out um but it means that I have been bitten by the YouTube bug just a little bit so um the channel's starting to become my new baby um close your ears podcast and business and uh, I'm going to be creating more content as the weeks and months go by. I'm sort of getting committed to doing that now. Um, and it's basically me finally succumbing to years of advice and requests for visual content. I know that it will help a lot of my clients and hopefully it will, um, you know, bring some attention on me from new people. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so the podcast episodes will go up each week. Uh, not this one though, because I'm in my sofa surfing clothes right now and I don't want to spoil your image of me. Um, but I'm just building content lists for how to's, practical tips and advice to do with clothing, maybe some movie reviews outside of the Bondathon where. Maybe I take a look at some movies with style and show you how you can draw inspiration from screen outfits. Um, you know, as ever, the content will be driven by you. So feel free to write in. Please, please write in and tell me what you'd like to see. And we'll see if we can create that content for you. Um, while we're on the subject of the YouTube channel, I'd really appreciate it so much if you'd head over there right now. It takes just a couple seconds. 
um, search for Roberto Rivilla and find my channel and just click the subscribe button. There's only 12 subscribers at the moment, so you're getting in early. You can be an early adopter um, and it will just help me get a head start on growing the audience there. And, uh, you know, I always like a win-win. You get notified as soon as all that new exciting content goes live. So there you go. Um, so I've uh, I've also had a couple of letters, uh, one email and a physical letter. Um, I do get lots of messages on social media, so that's lovely. So thank you, everyone on Instagram who, who sends me DMs and stuff. Um, even the weird ones. Um, but I actually got a physical letter in the post, which is really cool. And it's from North Vancouver in Canada. Um, so that's exciting. I've never actually received a physical thing from Canada before, apart from bottles of maple syrup from my Canadian clients. So, uh, I haven't opened it yet. I actually received it. Um, um, and then I didn't open it cause I wanted to open it with all of you. So... Let's see. Let me just get into the get into the envelope here. It's so nice to actually open a physical thing these days. Oh, it's uh, it says a note of excitement. Uh, while some make a footprint in the sand, you have made a lasting impression, dear Roberto. What an absolute pleasure meeting you. I appreciated how our conversation went on beyond the scope i do hope we meet in the future and i learn oh i do hope we meet in the future and learn more about your journey as promised a piece of the jigsaw puzzle and the community we grow Shanti or Pierre? Sam. It's Sam Tiara from a few episodes ago. Oh, and there's a little jigsaw puzzle piece. So what Sam told me was that... Um, oh, that's so nice, really. So what Sam told me on his episode, I think it was actually after we finished recording. I think I still have the post-show recording. So I might see if I can... Uh, dig that out and salvage it and just post it as a little mini episode for you all because it, it'd be great for you to hear what he said but if I can remember because it was obviously a, a couple months ago now but Sam said um, the way that he tells or helps people to know that they're important and that they are part of something special um, he sends them, say, like he showed me he's got a bag of puzzle pieces. Um, so he has this puzzle and it's never complete because he sends pieces of this puzzle to people that are important to him. Uh, and he has sent me a piece of that puzzle. And so he said that people will put it on their mirrors or on their screens or they'll keep it in, you know, a wallet or a purse or somewhere that's quite close. And the reason Sam sends it out is so that when you see the piece of the puzzle, it reminds you and never lets you forget that you're important and that you're part of something. Um, so that's, that's just 
to be honest, that's probably one of the loveliest things that I've ever received in my life. Um, so I am going to find, I'm probably going to put this on the corner of my studio display. Um, because it's kind of where, when I sit here at my desk in front of my computer and stuff, it's where all the ideas and content gets created and imagination and ideas happen and stuff. So, um, Sam, if you're listening, thank you so, so much. Um, and I really, really appreciate you. So thank you for that. Um, I got, oh, I'm just getting a bit emotional because I remember when we actually had that conversation, um, I lit, I had like tears running down my cheeks by the end of it. So yeah, I will see if I can dig that audio out and um, put it out for you guys and girls because it would be great if, if you could um, experience what I did in that moment. So... So yeah, there we go. Um, and then I got an email from someone in Canada as well. <laughs> so a couple of episodes ago, you remember the wonderful Daniel Rodriguez and, uh, you know, she said that, I don't know, you know, Canadians have some sort of contract where they have to be nice. Um, so yeah, you, you guys are definitely living up to, um, to that expectation. Um, but from Simon Chambers and Simon, I know follows me on Instagram. I want to say he's Simon Sartorially or Sartorially Simon. I'm really sorry if I've got that wrong. Um, and Simon says, hi, Roberto. I'm a fairly new listener to your podcast. I subscribed a few months ago and started to listen when I had the odd minute at COP27 but have been catching up more over the holidays. Sorry, I'm not sure what COP27 is because I decided to delete the news app from my phone a little while ago because um, uh, I'm not interested in anything really that's going on out there right now because there's just too much negativity. But I assume it might be something to do with an environment conference or something. Um, anyway, uh, so Simon goes on to say, wanted to first of all thank you for the work you do on the show and for the obvious care you put into your tailoring work. I'd love to hear more episodes focused on tailoring, style, etc. in the run of the show. Um, well, I'm very, very conscious of that, Simon, and everybody else who's been telling me, and that is definitely coming, I promise. I particularly like the episodes where you talk about tailoring subjects as that's what I was looking for when I subscribed. I'm also listening through the James Bond review episodes as I've been a fan for most of my life. Have you seen the book from Tailors with Love? I haven't, unfortunately, and the podcast related to it. Written by Peter Pete Brooker and Matt Spazer and goes through the clothing of Bond from Dr. No to No Time to Die. I think it's a really good book and have enjoyed their podcast as well. I haven't, but I will check both of those out I promise um and funny enough someone actually came to me with a book idea about sort of going through um you know the the Bond movies and how they're a time capsule for men's fashion and um you know some sort of book themed around that so you know I've, I've got a couple a few book ideas that have been sort of run by me um, God knows when I'm going to get time to write a book. But anyway, it's something that I definitely want to do. So it's on my bucket list. Uh, Simon also said, having listened to a bunch of your content and now following you on Instagram. Ah, at Simon Sartorially is my handle. So 
If you're on Instagram, you're listening to me right now, uh, check out Simon's page at Simon Sartorially and give him a little follow. I can say that if I lived in the UK, I would definitely be coming to you for some clothes. I really like your approach to your clients and tailoring. Maybe one day I'll get to have something made, but I don't get to London often. Not since the pandemic. Not sure when work will take me there next. Uh, I won't fill your inbox with my life story and my sartorial journey unless you're interested. But I did think I'd reach out since you say you like feedback and I like to support the people whose content I enjoy. Take care and thanks again, best Simon. Simon, thank you so much. We have exchanged messages since on Insta and um, I did want Simon to tell me his life story and how he got into tailoring and all things sartorial and he has subsequently emailed me um, and as of recording I haven't read through it properly yet because I wanted to give it the proper time and getting the year started I've just been so so busy and I'm just working on so many things but Simon, I will reply to you. Um, I'm hoping that this weekend I will get just a quiet moment. I can sit down with a cup of tea and uh, and read what you've sent me. So yeah, but thank you so much for your support. I really, really appreciate you. Um, and thank you so much for your kind words. And thanks for your feedback as well. Taken on board. I'm working on it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that was nice. Uh, anyone else want to send me letters? Feel free. Uh, but this is so cool. So, um, a, so, so now we will talk about some tailoring. Um, so a question I've been asked frequently this past week is, how do I think business dress is going to be going this year or where is it going to be headed? So, um, and I've been having this conversation a lot with my clients as well, particularly my senior clients who I guess are, you know, sort of trying to work things out for themselves, but they're also sort of looking out over a workforce and, uh, you know, that's a bit higgledy-piggledy at the moment in terms of the way that everybody dresses. Uh, it's very up and down. And uh, and they're obviously trying to sort of gear their thoughts around their year, their goals and aspirations for the business and what they want to achieve. And, you know, obviously getting everybody kind of consistent with that. So I I think the trend that started towards the end of 2022 where we had a lot of people that were starting to dress up more. So I was calling clients up thinking or saying to them, hey, like it's time to see you. Um, you know, how's your diary looking next week? We, I need to prep like smart casual, right? Uh, and I've got loads of new ideas. And uh, a lot of them were saying, no, actually, I mean, we can look at some smart casual stuff, but actually I need to get a couple seats um, because I'm, starting to dress up again and you know I'm in the office a lot more and when I'm in the office it's just easier for me to wear a suit so I think that is going to continue this sort of trend of um, people starting to dress up more reach back for the suit more often than they have done the last few years um, I mean overall it, it really for men particularly it's so complex at the moment with all these dress codes like dress for your day, office casual, smart casual, business casual. It is really really confusing I and mean, that's one thing with the YouTube channel and with the podcast that I'm going to try and help more with um, over the coming weeks and months. But here's the thing, with a formal dress code at work a guy can have say between five to ten suits or more and he's done for a few years work-wise like he doesn't need to think about it anymore so it doesn't matter what the season in 
is the seasoning. Sorry, I've also got cooking on my brain. Um, doesn't matter what the season is. There's very, very little thinking required. Five to ten seats, you're done for in the entire year. Spring, summer, autumn, winter, doesn't matter. Um, uh, you know, if it's very, very cold, you just bang an overcoat over the top. You always look competent and you always look confident. There's very little thinking required. It takes you like minutes to dress in the morning. The problem with smart casual is you need more of it. And if you need more of it, it's more expensive. So you've got to invest more money in it. And cheap smart casual looks cheap. You, you have to spend what you can afford on smart casual for it to look good and to for you to, to still maintain this air of competence. So again, something I've mentioned on the podcast a few times recently, um, you'll have heard me talk about considered dressing, which means you don't have to wear a suit if you don't need to, but however you dress, you should dress in a way that looks like you actually thought about what you were doing, um, that shows that you care. Um, but because you know, how else would you want to project yourself to the world? You don't want to show yourself in the workplace as someone who doesn't care, right? So yeah, so smart casual, you need more of it. And it also, you don't want to be seen in the same thing all the time. You know, like, you don't want to wear the same distinctive sweater and, you know, pair of jeans and whatever you've got on your feet, like five days a week, every single week. Um, you know, because people are going to look at you and think, you know, is that the only thing that he's got? Like he wears that all the time. Um, and then also there's the complication because, and the involvement because when you've got more variety of different items, the shopping and the styling process is a lot more involved. And for most men, that just gives them a massive migraine. So, you know, I think people who've been trying to do it and have been struggling for the last couple of years, you know, that maybe they don't have someone like me. Maybe they can't afford someone like me or another tailor, stylist, whatever, um, so, so yeah, so I, I think, you know, these are just a few reasons why we're, you know, particularly our busiest clients, we're seeing them getting back into suits again, or at the very least a smart trouser and jacket combination, which is essentially a suit. It's just that the jacket and trouser don't match. Um, other things is sort of driving it. So there's a couple of other factors, international travels getting back to normal. So people are receiving international clients again as they're traveling you know whether it's back to the UK or back to America or back to Canada or whatever like people are moving around the world again and impressions are really important and especially if you have even if whether you're meeting someone for the first time or now the situation we have is that a lot of us have been conducting our relationships over zoom and teams down a video and now we're meeting in person again, and it's almost like you're meeting that person physically for the first time again. And so impressions are really, really important. And you never want to offend anyone by being too dressed down, especially when you're dealing with multiple nationalities and cultures at all different times of day. Um, so it's always better to, to shoot higher in the way that you dress than to set the bar low. It's always better to be overdressed than underdressed. That's for sure. Um, and then the other thing is that the media is, which is why I've just basically put myself on a self-imposed media ban at the moment. They're just amplifying everything at the moment. They're taking every little thing they can in the news 
and they are just making an absolute mountain out of it. Like the negativity coming, I call it just the laziest form of journalism. Um, you know, it's all clickbait headlines. Like the headlines are so misleading as well. Like you'll read a headline and you're compelled to click it because it sounds like the most awful thing and you want to find out what that awful thing is. And then you read the article and it's like, oh, it's actually not that aw- It's not that awful. Like, what the hell did they make me go and do that for? You've wasted five minutes of your life or whatever and got yourself into a negative state of mind. I'm not interested in any of that. But the fact is it does happen and a lot of people are affected by what journalists and what the media are putting out there. Um, And fears over the economy uh, not doing well this year uh, obviously leads to fears over jobs. Um, And that tends, because... You know, I've been doing this for 20 years, so I've started businesses during recessions. Um, And in fact, actually, when I got into, when I first got into tailoring, we were in in a recession. It was the, you know, the dot-com bubble bursting and all of that stuff. I don't, I wasn't even aware of it, to be honest. Um, And then just a few years after that, we had the the credit crunch in 2008 or the financial crisis. Um, but but when you go through periods of depression, that tends to, or people fearing depression, that leads to people smartening up to look busy and to look competent and, you know, to avoid the guillotine of, you know, losing their jobs and stuff. So so I do think the pendulum, the pendulum is gradually swinging towards dressing up again. I obviously don't believe that the suit is going to make a full comeback everywhere because, of course, industry plays a factor and it also plays a factor in um, in dress code because dress code industry are, are quite inextricably linked. I mean, if you work in IT, for example, and you don't really do new business, you don't see clients, you're not client-facing, then you probably can pretty much wear what you want. But if you are client-facing, you're in a sales role, you're in a presentation role, you're in a senior partner role or something, then dress code's is is obviously going to be a bit smarter for you if you're in the insurance industry it's very traditional smart uh, it tends to be a smarter dress code um i was with a client yesterday who's a lawyer lawyers have been really dressed down for the last couple of years but he said now that court cases are starting to go back offline again and in person um from this spring onwards there's going to be less cases being dealt with via Microsoft Teams and things like that and more in person. And so um, anyone in the law profession who's going to have to go and present in court is going to have to get back in the suit again because no lawyer's going to... I mean, I know I know of lawyers, one that was working with me last year, um, you know, who was turning up on Zoom calls with clients in a hoodie. And I mean a hoodie, like... You remember E.T.? Um, you remember Elliot from E.T. and that red hoodie that he had? That's exactly what this guy was wearing. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's all going to be kiboshed. They're going to have to start getting back in their seats and, um, you know, putting on a, a, a much better um, front. That's not really the adjective I wanted, but you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I, I really, really believe that going forward over the coming months and year that people are going to be, on average, more conscious about how they're presenting themselves to each other. 
and to the world in general. Um, so yeah, yeah, even I'm more conscious and I tend to obviously dress smarter than everybody most days, uh, if not all days. Um, so yeah, there we go. So you got a treat today, you got some tailoring talk. Uh, don't say that I don't listen. Uh, there will be a vlog coming, <laughs> more that's possibly more useful than that. But yeah, that's it from me uh, for this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on anything I've talked about today. So please email me at tailoringtalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Instagram at tailoringtalkpodcast. And you can follow my day job on Insta as well at Roberto Rivilla London or at robertorivillalondon.com. You can now subscribe for free to the YouTube channel, Roberto Rivilla. So again, please, please go and do it. Get me from 12 to like 20 would be great this week. Um, so yeah, go check it out. Go subscribe. Um, if you do that, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put a little prize up. So if you do that, drop me an email at tailoringtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Once you've subscribed on the YouTube channel and you've followed me on Instagram, send me an email to confirm and I will do a let's see at the end of January it's my birthday on the 30th so what I'll do is we'll do a podcast episode and I will do a prize draw and um, we'll uh, we'll give away a couple prizes how's that um, so that's exciting so I'll repeat that again subscribe to my YouTube channel follow me on Instagram send me an email at podcast at gmail.com and let me know that you've done those things and then I'll put you into a draw and we'll have a little prize draw at the end of the month and um, uh, and then we'll we'll try and find some kind of cool prizes for you cool um, again if you haven't already please rate and review the show and to support the show further you can throw some change our way at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Roberto Rivera I want to say a big thank you to Nick Moda and David King um, for your very kind donations they are much appreciated and every single penny goes towards the hosting costs of um, producing and actually putting the show out there it's not free um, our, our um, uh, podcast hosts charge a monthly fee to host on their servers and to publish out to all the different platforms um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so any of that stuff does go there. I went on about that far longer than I wanted to. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to finish saying goodbye now. Have a great few days, be good to each other, and I'll see you on the next one with another amazing guest on the Tailoring Talk Show.